allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Happy Monday to everybody listening. Thank you very much for making us a part of your Monday. What's going on over there, Gordon? You, you're How long are you going to keep this dress theme thing going? As long as Austin asked me to. Have you been asking Gordon to do this? No, well, last week I asked for him to do it until he thinks he can't do it anymore, so... Gordon going with a red theme today, a uh, New Mexico Lobos hat and a Lobos shirt. Actually, it's a Coca-Cola hat, but uh, and Phillies, yeah, shirt. So and you know, the jacket and the jacket. Yeah, I need you to put that jacket back on for the picture. All by right. the way, it's too hot. But uh, let me say it this way: I got a long way to go because <laughs> <laughs> I was I was considering today, and I was looking at that and that and that and that, and I was going to say. I was thinking, I, I how, do I want to keep doing this? Because yes. I can. Yes, you do. This is day five. Yeah, it, it, he's done it a lot. He's kept it going. <laughs> never, never thought of you as much of a theme dresser, but Me I stand, I stand corrected. Well, this is a one-time deal. Don't get a used five-time to it. deal, actually. Well, yeah, one, one, one per color, one day per color. Okay. Well, you've, you've had green. Olive green, mm-hmm. blue, yeah, uh, gold, and now red. Yeah. What's tomorrow? I'm serious. People on Twitter ask me every day. Really? Yep. Yeah, well, what do you want it to be? Pick a color. Brown. Brown? All right. I'll do brown tomorrow. <laughs> all right. You're a UPS driver. Yeah. <laughs> the fine folks uh, at UPS, yeah. Yeah, so. What can brown do for you, Gordon? You know, it's winter time. We're looking for ways to amuse ourselves, aren't we? You know, with things like sports. Yeah, whatever. Not necessarily Gordon's wardrobe. You, well, you thinking you're, you're helping people get through the long winter? <laughs> it's helping me. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. Well, you know, go Lobos and does, all that. Is Jake uh, jealous? Does, I get that feeling. You we know, can, we it, can uh, do something for you, too, here, his Jake. O- his only color is green right now. Envy. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> I don't it's, think that's what he's thinking. It's it's true. That's that's it. But uh, no, no, no. It's good to see you, Gordo. It's good. I was on with Hans earlier today and wasn't in the best mood. I'm going to try and spruce it up. Why? In, what in happened? Fact, oh, nothing. I'm just you know in one of those sour moods. Happens from time to time. But apparently, I I got really negative on everything that Hans brought up. So, you know, I I do that to you sometimes. So I'm going to try not to do that today. Why? What's what's different about today? No, I, I'm just gonna try not to because I did it to hands. I, I don't well, want to be that guy. Be who you are. 
Well, uh, who I am is somebody who doesn't care about the XFL, and Hans kept uh, was pretty determined to bring that up. So you're you're showing Austin your nice shoes. Uh, are those Jordans? They are. Yeah, they got red in them, though. Yeah, I see. I see. We're gonna have to do a head-to-toe shot today. You saw. Uh, All right. Okay. What do you say? Nothing. It's I heard time, you. You it, don't like the XFL. I don't like, you don't the, like XFL. the XFL. And I, what, I, I actually a, wouldn't know if I like it or not because I don't care. What's your problem? I don't care. Okay, then don't care, but doesn't mean you don't like it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, don't you have to care to like something? Though? Yeah, you you do. Well, yeah, but you don't. If you don't care, then you can't dislike something, right? But if you don't care, aren't you disliking it? How can you dislike it? He doesn't care enough to watch it. Don't you, you don't care either, and neither do you, Austin. I, what are we talking? Well, about? I know, but I got nothing against it. These are fine athletes looking for a place. They can't. They're not in the NFL right now. Let them play in a different league. What's the big deal? Nothing. This is America. They can do what they want. But what's but your what? butt? Give there, us your there butt. There is no butt. There is a butt. How? You were going to say butt. I was not going to say butt. This is America. They can do what they want. Period. But you don't like it. I don't care about it. All right. We can get into basketball. Something I do care about. Okay. We can talk about a big shot last night. Kristen Kenny's going to be on the show at 3.30. Chris Mannix, 4. Care about both of those guests. That was one of the more remarkable moments that I can remember in my entirety of covering the Utah Why Jazz. would anybody possibly care about this? Right. I'm talking about the Jazz. No, I, I know. Oh, sorry. But I was talking about the XFL there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So do you want to talk about something you don't care about? Or you want to talk about something you care See, about? This is the thing. is that I didn't want to start the show this way. I want to well, be more did. positive. I want to be in a better mood. We're having a goof-off time with Gordon's outfit, and Jake comes in with a death dedication. Oh, by the way. His Hans, dog died. Hans brought up a dog dying in the, uh, in the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't exactly co- contributing to my, my good mood. He didn't play the high school play-by-play but soundbite, I, did he? I do, want, I do want you to know that I, say, uh, I said in response that, you know, they do this to me every time, man. Come in from good. an upbeat record. I'm proud of you. Yeah. That probably cut uh, Hans to the quick because we know how emotional he got when his dog died. We do. We are aware of that. I mean, he could barely go to work that day. He could barely go to work that day. His coach almost cut him. But he he brought that up. So, I mean, we're trying to be in a... His coach almost cut him over that? I think he was upset because Hans was saying, you know, acting like he was having trouble coming in. Well, Hans won the game for him. You know, that's why they were talking (laughs) talking to him. Well, that's a good reason for him to come in then. Right. If he hadn't come in, then he wouldn't have won the game for him. But you know what I mean. You know, a story about a, you know a dog dying is not exactly uplifting. No, that I guess is my point. Right. And Hans is an animal lover, and for some reason wants to cause himself pain by talking about this. I don't know. Apparently, Joaquin Phoenix is an animal lover too. I found that out last night as I was watching him with his acceptance speech, winning the male lead actor Oscar, and saying that we shouldn't be taking milk away from cows. That was new on me. I had never really thought about that. No? Did you see that? No. Oh. I was watching that. I was doing jazz pre-having post. I couldn't do the Oscars. I know. I'm well, not that into I I haven't hadn't seen enough of the movies to really be into the Oscars this year anyway. Okay. All right. To see now I'm down on the Oscars. I'm not trying to be negative here. Why would anybody possibly care about this? <laughs> 
I'm not trying. Did you watch what, what the did, Oscars? Did, yeah, of a part of them. Okay. I mean, I watched the jazz game and uh, and then later on uh, went over. I caught about uh, the last third of it or so. Good. When did you get so negative, man? I, don't I know. I'm I mean, not I've trying. Got, I have known you since you were a pup. And I don't know. What, Welcome on in to the, the big show. The first thought that came to my mind with Jake Scott was never, oh, what a downer. But you're on a little bit of a roll. I'm that trying. Way. Thank you. I'm trying to be self-aware to pick it up, but I keep falling into it. I mean, down on the Oscars, down on dogs dying, down on <laughs> the XFL. I'm sorry. Let's talk about. Let's talk about the shot last night. All right. That was that. That's everybody's in a good mood because of that, right? Right. Uh, okay, Austin. Let's get to the split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Mitchell's in the near corner. Inbound is coming from the far side. Clarkson's up at the top. Ingles will inbound. 1.6 seconds left. Down by two. Here we go. Who's going to take this shot to try to tie or win? Ingles hold it. Fakes a pass. Finds Bogdanovich. Outside to bogey. Contested three. He's crowded. Three. Boyan Bogdanovich! Boyan Bogdanovich! Bogdanovich! Say it again! Boyan Bogdanovich! Holy cow! At the horn wins in Houston! Three from 30 feet, contested by two defenders, and the Jazz win. Wow! Wow! What a ball game. Booner's right about that. What a ball game. 114 to 113, the Jazz beat the Rockets, and you heard both Bowler and Locke's final call right there as Boyan Bogdanovich sinks a three to seal the win. He only had eight points on the night, Gordon, but those last three, obviously. We're the ones that matter the most. Oh yeah, he sucked for most of the game, but and he he, he was very honest about it afterward when he said I shouldn't even been out on the floor, but uh, it just goes to show you what you can do, Jake, when you think positive, when you're forward thinking, then you make the shot. If he was thinking about all the shots he missed, he would have missed the shot. I'm not sure that was a 30-footer, though. Was that 30 feet? 29 is what I saw it officially measured as. Anyway, uh, that was a heck of a shot. And uh, I have to assume that Donovan was coming around in the same motion as uh, Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich was a little farther out. And I don't know whether uh, when Ingles was bringing the, the pass in, whether he was looking for Donovan first and foremost. And then he went to uh, Bogdanovich because he had the clear opening, although Harden jumped over to Bogdanovich as he was going up to shoot. That was a heck of a shot, man. I Very high degree of difficulty on it, and man, that was a thing of beauty, how that net just popped when that ball went through. Bogdanovich is a heck of a shooter. He's like any other shooter, though. Sometimes he goes through these cold streaks, but what a shot. And that, that, may, be, that may, may be the most important shot of the season. Well, it was the best shot of the season. Because the most jazz, impressive the, shot of the well, season. Well, the Jazz are in this sort of ah, tenuous position right now where they're trying to get off the schneid. Yeah, we saw what happened against the Blazers. They got a little lucky there, but they got a victory. And to go into Houston, I think the Rockets are really good. 
I, I, I know they're playing that small ball, and I don't know how that's going to work in the playoffs against the better teams. I did watch the game against the Lakers and the Rockets just beat them on their own floor. And so going into this game, Jake, I don't know what thought you had, but I thought the Jazz were going to get beat. And they fell behind early, then they stayed within striking distance, and then they got ahead, and then they they lost the lead on that uh, Tucker shot from the corner, and I'll be daggone if Bogdanovich didn't just throw the dagger at the Rockets. And uh, this is why I think it's so important, Jake. Tell me what you think. The Jazz had gone through that losing skid, and I think there was some self-doubt. And a win like this can bounce them out of that and get them to play their best basketball. I know they might be tired right now. I know the All-Star break is coming up. But if they play well tonight on the second half of a back-to-back, and then they get the heat here, and if they can win those two games going into that break, they will be riding a high, feeling very good about themselves. And one other thing, if they do play the Rockets in the postseason, we've seen it before where the Rockets have beaten the Jazz. I don't think the Rockets respect the Jazz. They might respect them, but they certainly don't fear them, and this might alter that a little bit. Um, I think I think the confidence thing you bring up is is legit. Uh, if they went into the All Star break on a nine game losing streak, for example, which you know might not have been likely, but certainly was possible at one point, I, I think that that would be tough because this team seems to kind of ride out the highs and ride out the lows, mm-hmm. and uh, in, in you know it's a little bit unique that way. So I, I agree with you. I, I think confidence matters. As far as the Rockets go. Um, I think they're a lot like the Air Force Falcons. They're unique. They're different. You have to change the way you play entirely to go up against them, and that makes it difficult in a one-off basis. I don't think it's going to work in the playoffs. I'd be shocked, shocked if they got out of the first round. Did you see the game against the Lakers? I did, and then the very next night they had their worst loss since 1990. Well, yeah, I I know, but I'm measuring them against what is right now the best team in the West. Well, I'm going to measure them against what's uh, one of the worst teams in the league. Who'd they lose to, the Suns? Was it? Well, okay, it might not work. It might. I don't know. It's not that much different than what they were doing before. I know that Capella was a presence, especially as it came to uh, Rudy Gobert, but they, they were always... Uh, deep ball happy, and uh, they will continue to be so. I don't know if it'll work, but that was a huge win for the Jazz and a spring forward for them as far as... It'll be very interesting to see how they do tonight against Dallas uh, at this point, at this juncture, but that gave them a big lift last night. It did. I agree. Um, I thought there were a lot of things that went into the game last night outside of the unbelievable game-winning shot that was, was really fun. I, I thought their um, defensive game plan with Rudy guarding Russell Westbrook and then getting the ball out of James Harden's hands as much as possible. You saw them run double teams at him all night long. I thought was was terrific. If I have Well, to, Westbrook still was pretty darn effective. You know what uh, I'll say, kind of flippantly, just to make a point. But so what? That's that's the game plan that I want. I eighteen want, to thirty three. That's going to hurt a lot of teams. And they still lost. Yeah, but by the skin of their teeth, they still lost. If I have to to choose, because because Houston's basically going to take turns playing one on one with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. That's that's what they're going to do. That's what they're built to do. That's what those two players in particular 
are built to do. And if I have to play one-on-one against one of those two guys, I'm picking Russell Westbrook. And yeah, when he's shooting 33 times, that's, you know, he made an efficient number of them. I'm not trying to take anything away from it, but Sounds those like were, you are. but those were shots that James Harden wasn't taking. Yeah, but and, Harden every once in a while Harden has these off games. 2 of 13 from behind the arc. Yeah, that but, that is that's going to happen once in a blue moon, but it's not going to happen very often. Yeah, but Russell Westbrook has an uncanny ability to take his teammates out of the game. Uh, and if he wants to take <laughs> if he wants to take James Harden out of the game, then go ahead, have a day banging your head up against Rudy, whether you're making those layups or not. But when you're doing that, James Harden is standing there picking the wedgie out of his backside. He still scored 28 points, Jake. What's he averaging on the season, Gordon? I don't know. What is he averaging? 37, 38? That much? Hang on. Hang on. I don't know what Hold he's averaging. Hold the phone. I, I didn't think it was that definitive. And the fact that... 35.2. All right. So seven points off. What's the big difference? The Be- foul shots were the big difference. Yeah, because I get he didn't that, have but the ball. still more than made up for his average. But He made up for Harden's... A deficit, but I think selfish players can work against their team. And the more hard, or Russell Westbrook thinks he has it going, the more he's going to hog the ball and be a selfish player. I, I don't think that leads to victories in a lot of occasions. Well, that, that it's what they have to do. It's the way that team is constructed, and it ain't going to work. <laughs> Maybe it won't. But if it's it's either Harden or it's Westbrook, yep. and then occasionally one of the other guys steps up. Eric Gordon didn't play, but uh, the and, other guys can certainly shoot it. And that's all they do is stand there and shoot it once in a while. That's it. Yeah. Uh, personally, I would have tried to feed Rudy Gobert the ball a little more. Let's see, I think they tried that in the first half, and Rudy was struggling. Yeah. They, they try, maybe it was them forcing it. They threw a lot of bad passes to him, and so maybe it was a disconnect on both ends. But I, I think that was the game plan offensively going in. But they... For whatever reason, it was it was having a tough time working in the first half. Well, Bogdanovich had an off game until the very last shot, and then he's the hero. Mike Conley is coming around, playing better. Donovan Mitchell needs to – it's the same story with him, and I know he's had some higher moments through the season, and I don't want to play the part of Jake uh, Scott here and, and be all negative about him, but he needs to become more efficient. Agreed. He still needs to become more efficient. But he was great in the but clutch. Jordan Gordon. Clarkson, yeah, he was. He was great in the he clutch. Was. He was right. when they needed him. He was terrific. So, but, but is, why can't he be that efficient all the time? Because nobody can. <laughs> because that's not possible. No, because our expect. I know he's twenty three years old. He's young yet. Yeah. But it'll be very interesting to see how he progresses and whether he turns into the the legitimate star that uh, some people around here think he can be. But Jordan Clarkson is the is the hero, man. He, uh, I don't know where the Jazz would have been without him. I agree. Now here's here's the other thing that I thought was fascinating about last night's game, Gordon, and why Jordan Clarkson is so valuable, and Mike Conley for that matter, because I know Mike. Uh, a lot of people like to uh, to get bummed out on him on Twitter, and he's had three really good games in a row now. But here's the thing. So last year when the Rockets switched everything outside of Capella, which now they're doing the same thing except for they're switching literally everything. <laughs> because they don't have a player taller than what six seven yeah. who actually plays, yeah. and their center is six five. So they yeah, it looks like a high school team. So who cares? You might as well switch, right? So they're they're switching everything, and what does that do? It takes kind of the way the Jazz play offense away. Again, we've seen this in the playoffs. I think folks kind of remember what we're talking about, and it makes you play one on one because you don't get an advantage on the screen 
So it makes you play one-on-one. Now, in the playoffs, a big problem with that was was that the Jazz had one player who could play one-on-one. That's it. And so they ganged up on him. They had Donovan Mitchell, and when he's playing against the whole team, it's tough because he was the only one that could do it. So you're not going to respect Jay Crowder yo-yoing the ball. <laughs> he's going to somehow beat your guy. You know, it's, it's just not going to happen. Donovan's the only, buddy that, only person that could do that. Well, now fast forward to this year, and okay, let's say Donovan during the third quarter didn't necessarily have it going. Well, you know who beats their guy one-on-one pretty much at will? Jordan Clarkson. Yes, sir. And you know who's really good at it, too? Mike Conley. Mike Conley. And so now, all of a sudden, when you're playing against the Rockets, go ahead and switch everything. Maybe the Jazz don't prefer to play one-on-one a lot because that's not exactly what they do, but they're equipped to do it now. Yeah. And you saw Jordan Clarkson last night, and I know it's not pretty. It's not the blender. It's not fire the ball around. It's give it to Jordan and get out of the way. <laughs> but yeah, he was. My... But he was amazing. He was. And Houston could not stop it. Yep. They couldn't stop it. Mm-hmm. And he ends up with 30 points and really kept the Jazz in the game until they took over in the fourth. But now going up against Houston, go ahead and switch everything. Mike Conley's going to beat whoever you put in front of him. You want to put James Harden on Jordan Clarkson? Good luck. And that's a big deal. It is a big it's deal. It's a big deal. But we talked about this ad nauseum before last season, last postseason. Yep. I mean, we went on and on. There was nothing the Jazz could do. And Donovan Mitchell needed help that he didn't have. Well, guess what? He has the help now. And think about this. This thought actually crossed my mind, and it's kind of a negative thought, so you'll probably appreciate it. Sounds like you're being the negative one today. Think about if the Jazz had had Dante Exum instead of Jordan Clarkson in that game. They would have lost. Yep. They would have lost. Well, and not to toot our own horns, but we've been talking about this for months. You know, when the Jazz were struggling, what were the two biggest things? Getting Mike Conley going and the bench. And Jordan Clarkson has absolutely salvaged that bench. In fact, salvage doesn't do it justice. Yeah. He's he's turned the bench into a, a weapon. He has. And look at the differential there yesterday. It was huge. And that's in a game where Bogdanovich was mostly off. Gobert did not have a great game offensively. Uh, Joe Ingles, not really. Uh, even Donovan Mitchell, not not great. And yet the Jazz win for the very reasons that you were talking about. Yep. It Last night was a really interesting study because it, uh, I thought, really screamed the Jazz adjustments and where they've improved this year. And last night, you can look at Russell Westbrook's box score and we can agree to disagree on that, but I thought the defense last night was really, really good. And I loved their game plan of putting Rudy Gobert on Russell Westbrook. I thought that was terrific. It's almost just like daring him. Like, Russ, go ahead and try and take over the game because we don't think you alone can beat us. And I I, I think it's really smart. I, I don't know if that was what their thought was. Of course I, it wasn't I, I don't, what I, it is. I don't think they have anybody who can cover Russell Westbrook. They want him either shooting threes because he's wide open because Rudy's standing in the paint. We're running right into Rudy Gobert, and I'd take that bet, too. I don't care how many points he had last night. I'll take that every game. Mm, you're playing with fire, my friend. All right, but, you know, I don't know when you fell in love with Russell Westbrook, but <laughs> if you look at his 23% three-point shooting, and, and if you want, if he wants to pull up in the mid-range, you take that every day, too. And, again, every shot Russell Westbrook's taken, James Harden's not. He scored not. 39 points, and he shot over 50%. Right. 
And James no, Harden had a bad game. Yeah, but there's nobody had a bad game. He almost shot 50% and scored 28 points. By his standards, I'd take it. I'm telling you, Gordon. I, I think you're being overly generous here in the way you're evaluating what took place. I think there are still red flares in the air about the Jazz's inability to cover a guy like Russell Westbrook and other effective guards in the league. All right. That's fine. You can be wrong. It's all right. You are one salty character. Man. How am I salty? You you uh, basically just said Donovan Mitchell stinks in this past I, oh, segment. Is that what I and said? I'm the salty is that one. Really what yeah, I said? that's essentially what did, you did said. Did I use those words? I'm just interpreting what you're putting out there, Gordon. <laughs> sure. Okay. I didn't say it. Well, you're coming up short in your in your thinking over there. But Andrew's here to help. Andrew. <laughs> nice transition, Gordon. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he is our good uh, good friend, Andrew Reinhardt. Hi, Andrew. How How's are you? How's it going, guys? Uh, it's good. It's good. Gordon's looking very red today. He is. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, Gordon's got this color theme outfit thing going all the yeah. way back to last week. So that's that's <laughs> happening. Matching all the way. Yep. He's, we've always known he was a big Lobo fan, and now he's just proven he's, he's just green with envy, isn't he, Andrew? <laughs> he even matched his shoes. He'll tell you yeah. all about it, Andrew. Yeah. How about that? I, I just, you know, <laughs> when, you, when you got it, you got it. And Andrew's here to tell you how you can get it if you don't. How about that? <laughs> Helping our listeners out. What's going on? Uh, let's, In fact, let's help our listeners, shall we? Yeah, we are. And we're talking a lot about it, especially this week with Valentine's Day coming up, guys, at the end of the week. Um, Wasatch Medical has a treatment for erectile dysfunction, which is a big problem. Uh, can wreak havoc on relationships, as we know. It affects you know, the guy, it affects the partner, uh, the spouse. Um, we have a treatment and we have gotten so good at performing this acoustic wave therapy and getting guys off of medication. We see men in their 20s, men in their 90s every day. But the common theme is you do not have to take the pill anymore. Our treatment opens up the blood vessels. It's a blood flow problem. This is a blood flow solution. Just imagine being able to get back to a point in the bedroom like it used to be, maybe 10 or 15 years ago in your life, when things just worked, that's exactly what we do. I'm sure with Valentine's Day coming up this week, there's some anxiety with guys out there. You know, hey, that means that's the body telling you it's a good time to do something about it. Yeah, and you know, the guys are thinking, okay, i got to take the pill extra early. I've got to take more of the pill. I have to deal with the side effects. Um, We can get you to a point really quickly where you don't need anything. Um, We get guys off of the pill and off of injections every single day, multiple times a day. People th- think there's nothing, there's no other options except for medication. And finally, uh, there really is. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. And as usual, you're going to take the risk out of it for our listeners. Yeah, we are. And we uh, we run a special offer every time we come in. We're doing something unique for Valentine's Day this week. Uh, if you call us right now, we do the initial assessment and exam totally free. Uh, it's a blood flow ultrasound also. You'll be able to hear your blood flow. Also, if you come in and get started with our treatments, we've got a special gift that will produce instant results in the bedroom. You'll be ready for Friday and beyond. Um, Really cool. We're going to throw that in for free as well. 801-901-8000. Call. Tell them you heard Andrew on the zone. 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. More big shows straight ahead. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Slow Mo Joe. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. PK. 
So next week at this time is All-Star break. How important is it to have some momentum going into All-Star break for the team? I mean, All-Star break or not, we want momentum. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Any point, especially yeah. right now. We don't want to go in with a 8-9, whatever game, losing streak. We obviously want to go in with a good feeling and then get refreshed and start the season again on the right foot. So we do what we can to play as well as we can and get some wins in these next four. And then we, regardless of what our record is or streak or wins or losses or whatever, we go into the break and we come back and be ready to go for that last chunk of the season. Oh, yeah. Catch Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thanks for uh, making us part of your day. Band of the Day today is the Violent Femmes, selected by me and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. Jake explained to me during the break why I was in a bad mood. Now I get it. Now I understand. So now I'm going to try and lift you up. I'm going to try and do what I can to put you in a happy place. Thank you. You know what's helping is is seeing Austin's picture that he compared you to, oh, to today. Oh, well, wait a minute. In your red. That's, that's pretty good. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gordon's got a red shirt, a red jacket, and a red hat on today. And uh, uh, Austin tweeted out a picture of Gordon <laughs> juxtaposed with Alvin the Chipmunk. <laughs> Which is just amazing. That's perfect, isn't it? How did you even think about that? I don't I just, I'm I'm crazy. That is that. I don't think I. I'm gonna have to try hard to outdo that one. I don't know if you I can. can the, I thought of like good. seven though, so I think you'll catch. I'll now, think you'll get it. Austin told me to put the jacket on, even though I'm not wearing the jacket in the studio. And it, and I gotta admit, it's too much. It's too much. Oh, is that what does it's it? It's not too much. It's too much. It's what you're doing. What do you mean it's too much? This is you. This is who you are now. You're <laughs> your. This is defining your theme dressing guy. You're, okay. Your mass matching outfit guy. You've gone from slovenly sloppy guy to <laughs> monochromatic to matching. Yeah, actually, uh, well, anyway. All right. Well, I can take it. Can you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I got to think of something really good to. Uh, to pause. <laughs> we, we should add Alvin into Chipmunks as our band of the day. <laughs> oh man, Alvin, that was that was brilliant, Austin. You've Thank had you. some you've had some good ones over this run of Gordon outfits, but Alvin you've pushed me. Alvin might be my favorite. You've that, pushed me. I, that, I appreciate it. That that's uh, that's well executed. Uh, my my my. Congratulations uh, there, Austin. Uh, quick uh, programming note: Kristen Kenny will not be joining us in this segment. Uh, she's going to be joining us at four thirty instead. 
as uh, the Jazz make their way to Dallas to take on the Mavericks. No Luka Doncic tonight for Dallas, so that'll make things a little bit easier. But Kristaps Porzingis, who's battling some knee soreness and a broken nose, uh, will play for Dallas tonight. So I'm assuming we're going to see a masked Kristaps Porzingis. All right. Well, it's it's fun to watch the Jazz play these the better teams in the West. Seems to me like Jazz fans probably want to see the Jazz play whoever they can beat. But to me, that's what makes it intriguing. Well, that's that's in my opinion what the Portland game was all about. What? It is just coming away with the W. That that was not the prettiest game no. you've ever seen in your no. life. And, and the Jazz should have really put that away at a norm, uh, number of different times. Like And the way it ended. The, uh, the the goaltend thing bugged me that everybody made a, a really big deal about that because it, it calls go against teams all the time uh, down the stretch. Was, you win some, was, you lose some. Really yeah, blame. they were wrong. They were mm-hmm. wrong. But you know what? When when Donovan Mitchell got his head taken off in Memphis and they didn't call that, <laughs> that was wrong too. Yeah. And actually, you want to talk about Bogdanovich's final shot? He was fouled on that final shot. They got that wrong. So, I mean, there's a zillion different things that you can point at throughout an entire game, and it's part of the game and it, it makes me yeah but jake you can't that you can't expect people just to sit there and think oh well part of the game they're okay. going to complain when it goes against them. okay you know but that but and and, and damian lillard is a guy who is somewhat understated in his outward behavior and he was as mad as i've ever seen him which i i get, he was using a certain word starts with a b and ends with a t that uh Henry Fonda in on Golden Pond turned to uh, the young kid uh, who kept using that word, and he said, you, you use that word a right. lot. And he said, yeah, he said, it's a good word. <laughs> uh, which I, I get it together, Damien. Grow up. Since you're not a rookie, this isn't the, the first time where you've had a Jake, bad call go against gonna, you. If, hey, you have a, if you see a call like that happen right in front of you, and it, and it, it, it could have cost you a game— you're going to be angry. Control yourself. Mm, I, I think Control you're, you're asking and, and, too and much by the for way, a competitive guy like that who who just got robbed. And I know it goes both ways, but in that moment, it didn't go their way. Well, boo-hoo. And by the way, these are the same players who will flop at the other end of the floor it's because true. they prey on I, bad I, referees. I, I get it. Because they manipulate bad I referees. And but so he, bad refereeing doesn't go your way for once? Cry me a river. But, he, but he's a Cry competitor. Me a river. Oh, he's a competitor. So that excuses everything. Yes. That exclu- excuses you, uh, MF and up and down another human using that language. That that that's okay because no, they miss the goaltending. Language is not a good idea. It's but, not. It's but, a, but, control yourself. But, but, oh, Jake, did come Donovan on. did Donovan act like that after that Memphis game? No, he because was, he's an adult. You can oh, you can be upset, on. but that behavior is not justified, then, okay, and you should well, not then, justify then, it here then, on this then show. You, then you essentially are running off everybody who ever gets a technical foul. Trevor Ariza's behavior was uh, was not great in that game either. Quinn Snyder got a technical foul last night. Uh, are, are you uh, going to condemn him for that? I, I don't know what happened in that circumstance. Well, I mean, is but there, I are did, there circumstances I did, that justify I it? I did see Damian Lillard's behavior at the very end of the game, and yes, that is not justifiable. Oh, I think And you can is. be upset about a call, fine, but don't act like you're some victim. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And by the way, Jake, if you have asking, that opinion, you're asking human beings to behave in a way that is—it's a heated game. It's—he's angry because he wants to win. I think that's—that's that, that's totally okay relative to someone that just sits there and goes, "Oh well, 
I'm making $30 million a year. I don't really care. I'm just going to be an adult and walk off the floor. You can care. I, I, want, I want to see some fire. But you're, we're, we're the same people who praise Mike Conley for never getting a technical foul and be the ultimate professional. You behave yourself. Oh, and, and by the way, if, if that sounds condescending. It is kind of good because I don't think it is acceptable to, to behave that way in any circumstance. Well, then, we we you, say yeah, treat so these people like humans, so let's treat them by humans. You're condemning everybody on a basketball court, whoever gets emotional. And by the way, if that's your opinion about those calls, I never want to see you flop or sell a call ever again, you hypocrite. <laughs> because Jake. all you're doing is manipulating those referees. Jake, that's all you're doing you because they miss calls all you, the time. You can't. Interfere with a ball that's bouncing off the glass. It's against, that that is very primary. It's against the rules. Yeah, I got it, and they missed it. They Flopping missed the call. Is more kind of a kind of a judgment call. No, it's call. not. It's, this was not a judgment call. This was an absolute blown call that they missed. And you know what? And we could go watch the game again and mark down every blown call they had in that particularly poorly refereed game. And I bet you we'd get I, to I a dozen. I can't believe that I'm hearing I can't this from you. I'm hearing this from what you. What are you talking about? What about some of the greats? Jerry Sloan over courtside, squaring up and down, left and right, all over the place. Lillard was more than that. No, oh, come you, on. Going off the floor, it was more than that. Oh, I, it was you know, way seen, more than I've that. I've seen the greats react the same way. You know, I've seen guys have to hold other people back who are fine human beings who are super competitive. It doesn't excuse it. And hey, hey, when Jerry did he pick a fight? Did he punch somebody? When Jerry, when uh, made contact with that ref in what was that in L.A. or whatever, and he got suspended, that was wrong. What I'm saying is that I've I, and we're using Jerry as, as an example yeah, everybody's because everybody's familiar everybody, with it, and yeah. everybody loves Jerry, right? So, and he's a Hall of Famer, and everybody respects him. We're putting it in the context, hopefully yes. people can identify with. Right. That's the point. And so Jerry used to use combinations of swear words in, a, in a, uh, that was an art. It's not the the word itself that I'm upset. But with, he spoke him in or in anger, just like the Damian way did. he behaved. Damian Lillard was not appropriate. I want if I'm a fan, and the fact that he didn't get fined for his it, comments is really well, frustrating that, to me. Everybody knew he was right. So it doesn't have anything to do with it. Being right doesn't matter. Uh, Half, it it does. doesn't matter because you can't does. have that language towards referees. If anything, be consistent. How many coaches have had legitimate gripes and they go after referees in their post game and they say, "Find me," and the NBA says, "Gladly." It and yet, in this case, most, they don't find him. That's a joke. Most technical fouls come after a blown call, right? They do, because people react. And I get also that players, when you see all the complaining that goes on after a foul, nobody in the NBA ever thinks they commit a foul, and it is kind of ridiculous. But a plain, a, a blown call that is in plain sight, three referees on the floor, somebody should be able to get that right. Austin, next time somebody legitimately cuts you off in tra- traffic and you drag him from his car and nearly beat him to death, I'm going to say it's fine because you were justified. No, wait. Did Damian Lillard drag somebody out of anything and beat him up? And now my plan hockey would have been right. He would have been right. Yeah, he would have yeah, been but, uh, cut off in traffic. But Dame, but Dame didn't do that. He didn't drag anybody out and beat him up. Just grow up, man. He's acting like somebody who hadn't been there before. Give me a Jake, break. I bet you most, Bad jazz, calls fans, most jazz fans want their players they brood for to care deeply enough to be angry that, when they get screwed. 
Okay. You're you're on an island on this one, buddy. Well, I, you in the Sunday school. Yeah, because basic human decency is just <laughs> something that you really have to fight Why for. Why would anybody days. possibly care about this? Uh, Want to remind you: get a new Jeep Ram for less at Ken Sheesh. Garf West Valley Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Just surprised that this is your stance. Coming up I'm, next, the I'm XFL. Actually, I'm actually surprised that this is where the 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 conversation, what direction it went in. What do you mean? Did you want me to say, yeah, Jake, I agree with you? I I would assume you'd think like this is basketball and there are calls that go for you and calls <laughs> that go are, again. Yet, but that was egregious. I okay, wait. I I agree with you. I think uh, I think Brian Russell when when Jordan pushed off, I think he should have uh, looked in the phone book for the referee's home address that, and that, burned his house down. That, <laughs> and it would have been was, totally justified was, because he would have been right. That he would have been right. That was a judgment call. This was a call that was absolutely 100% there, blown. All judgment calls. No, because... <laughs> it's the judgment of three bozos whose job it is, is to make those calls, they, and they missed it. They absolutely I can't explain it. how they missed it, but they missed it. But just Jazz, like they missed dozens of calls throughout the game. Well, just to put a wrap on it, the Jazz were fortunate to get that win, and they did have uh, good fortune, and it moved them in a positive direction. And now they're even more positive after what happened last night. It was a good thing that they won that game. In fact, if they had lost to Portland, I bet they would have lost yesterday. Maybe. There were still nine seconds left, too, by the way. Yeah, and we're ignoring that. And it was going to tie the game, not win the true, game. So true. let's... That part, that's the only logical thing you said. Well, you know, Gordon, I think if the ref makes the wrong call, I do agree. I, th- I think they should be drawn and quartered <laughs> and left right there on the what, court. What is drawn and quartered? What do they do? I'll draw you a picture in the break. Uh, actually, there was a, a referee. Is in... that what they did to, uh, to what's his name at the end of the movie? Uh, oh, I thought. Noel he... Gibson, uh, Braveheart. He wasn't quartered, no. He wasn't? No. Was he drawn? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like a, like a, like Jack's French women. Yep. What what is quartered? What do you do? It's where the <laughs> the body ends up okay. in quarters. Oh, Ugh. okay. That actually happened to a referee for soccer in South America. You should Google that story. That's interesting. Really? Yeah. All right. Stay tuned. We'll have more big show coming up next. Ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. You look for different moments that can be kind of signature moments of a season. This Jazz team hadn't played well in a while. They kind of got away with one in the game against Portland. There they are on the road. A team that had their way there for a little while. And the Jazz found a way to win it, man. That was fun. Two games this season now where Boyan Bogdanovich has been the absolute nail-biter difference. I have watched that replay at least 20 times from all the different angles. I don't know how he got that shot off. Pretty much 9 out of 10 people thought the game was over oh, when yeah. Tucker hit that 3. Fun stuff for the Utah Jazz and an important moment as they try to leave the doldrums of the last two weeks behind and go into the All-Star break. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. I need someone, a person to talk to, someone who care to love. Could it be you? Could it be you? 
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Chris Mannix is going to join us coming up top of the 4 o'clock hour. want to remind you, don't miss the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo coming to the Salt Palace Convention Center February the 13th through the 16th. See the latest gear in over 500 outfitters and uh, exhibitors. Go to huntexpo.com for details. You, you look like uh, some sort of uh, severely wounded animal over there today, Gordon. How so? Oh, because all, all the red, all the all the red there. Yeah. Well, I. Uh, <laughs> it's just another color. Another day, another color. I'm trying to think of a good gift to send out, but I I just uh, I can't think of one. Uh, Gordon uh, or uh, Bowler really liked Austin comparing you to Alvin, Alvin the chipmunk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I got to admit, you sing that witch doctor song. Huh? My daughter loves that song. The Witch Doctor? I don't know how that the song ooh, goes. The ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, oh. tang, walla, walla, bing, bang. Does Alvin sing that? Yeah, it's Dave Seville. Yeah, it's the Chipmunks. Oh, okay. I used to like the, the, the Chipmunks when I was a kid. That shows you how long that has been around. But the, a new generation of kids appreciates it. They have, they've had the movies and all that sort of thing. But uh, who was the, uh, the guy? What was his name? Dave Seville. Dave? Yeah. Okay. The name okay. I just mentioned. Uh, yeah. Do you remember the guy's name? Uh, the the dad of no, the chipmunks. No, I, I, did, I didn't know. Uh, I did, Barbara of Seville. I, I think. I didn't know that he was the guy that was actually in the in the movies and the cartoon. Well, now you do. Well, he's not a real guy. Dave Seville is. Yeah. No. Yes. He sang that song, The Witch Doctor. Dave Seville. Yes. That cartoon character that is the dad, it's, the adopted father of the yeah. chipmunks. David Seville is a real guy. Did he it, adopt three chipmunks? Who played the role in the movie? In the movies. Wasn't it Jason, what's his name? Jason Lee. Jason Lee. Was it? Mm-hmm. Wow, right. this was a good segment. It was a good segment. Chris Maddox coming next, but joining us now in studio, our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He's here to help around Valentine's Day. What's up, Andrew? We are. That's right. Valentine's Day is coming up this Friday, I believe. Friday, Saturday? Friday. I should uh, probably get this right. Yeah, you probably should. (laughs) We all should, right? Yeah, we all. There's a reminder for you guys. Valentine's Day is Friday. Uh, We have a treatment that can get you on track um, by Friday with a plan we're laying out for today, actually. Acoustic wave therapy is the first and only thing to treat erectile dysfunction at its root cause. Blood flow, blood flow. If you're noticing a decline in function in the bedroom... Um, it's a lack of blood flow, likely because blood vessels have shriveled up, they've clogged up. Um, as we gain weight and as we age, the tiniest blood vessels are the first things to go. So function in the bedroom also goes with it. Uh, our treatment opens up the blood vessels, regrows blood vessels, that's called neovascularization, and restores normal function. So think about that. You don't have to take the pill anymore. You don't have to do the injections. Normal, natural spontaneity. That's and, and so important because the other treatments treat the symptom, yeah, not the cause. It's a total band aid. Um, and for some guys, they don't get a result at all. For almost all guys, the medication causes side effects: the blurred vision, the headaches, the dropping of the blood pressure, um, so many problems. Guys that have to continue to take more and more of it as time goes on, and the side effects get worse. Everybody, I think it's fair to say everybody wants things to work without the pill. All right, give them a call, 801-901-8000. Get on the roster, 801-901-8000, and uh, you're going to take the risk out of this. We are. We know guys are hesitant, and there are so many guys listening who are suffering in silence. ED generally gets worse before it gets better. I hate to say that, guys. Uh, Call us now. 
we're doing something we have not done before. It's the initial assessment exam, blood flow ultrasound with our medical doctor. That's totally free. Also, get started on our treatments. We'll give you a special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. I've never seen it fail. You'll be ready for Valentine's Day. All right, 801-901-8000. Give them a call. Find out what they can do to help you. 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. Uh, Chris Mannix joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Color analyst for a Utah Jazz TV broadcast, Matt Harpring. Where's your level of concern right now? It's not high. It is tilting toward concern. Just because you, you got, what, 32 games left, and you want to stay away from that fifth spot. That's the spot that I think you want to try to do everything you can to get away from that. And so you can't afford to lose too many games because the West, the top six, those teams are going to be in it every single day, and you're going to be jogging for playoff spots. So, But if you just look at the last five, these are some winnable games that the Jazz have given away. You might can kind of say, okay, one of the games or two of the games, but when you do five in a row, there's more than just a little bit of the X and O's. There's a little bit of that effort thing that I was talking to you about earlier as well. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.